This episode is all about one of the best kept secrets in interiors. It's Tadlac. It's characterized by its cozy, comforting, and smooth finish. Although it looks beautifully effortless, it most certainly isn't. I first stumbled across it when I was flicking through a magazine looking for some bathroom inspiration, and there it was, this shower of actual dreams, this kind of curved, walk-in Moroccan beauty, and I just had to have it. It actually wasn't that popular in the UK yet, but it certainly is becoming more sought after, and I get so many questions on Instagram about it, I had to do an episode on Tadillac just for you guys. I'm Laura Jackson and welcome to So How Do You, the go-to interiors podcast packed with advice and inspiration from the experts in order to make your dream home your reality. In every episode, I look at a different area of interior design and today I'm going to be speaking to Daniel Dixon-Spain from the Plaster Collective to find out what Tadillac actually is and how it's applied in the industry. Architect at Michaelis Boyd, Sarah Dowell, to find out why it's becoming so popular and how we can use it from a design point of view. And lastly, Sarah Louise Marks, the owner of Number 17 House Instagram page and some incredible Tadillac rooms, to find out how she's used it in her renovation, how she's living with it and what it's really like to have it fitted. So without further ado, how do you use Tadillac? Those that follow me will know how fraught life can be, but I've got the perfect solution for living a little bit calmer, and that's by our sponsor, Grass Co. Life can sometimes feel quite overwhelming, if I'm honest. However, I've been enjoying how Grass Co. Premium CBD Oil has really helped calm the noise of everyday life. CBD is a natural extract of the hemp plant, which is both legal and non-intoxicating. Grass & Co. deliver the highest quality CBD infused with absolutely delicious naturally sourced botanicals. There are three ranges, Calm, Rest and Ease. My personal favourite right now is definitely the Calm range. It blends CBD with ashwagandha, chamomile and mint with vitamin B5 that helps support mental performance and relaxation. Personally, the way that I've worked this into my routine is to take a few drops of the CBD oil and put them under my tongue in the morning to prepare me for the day. It's really helped me stay calm and more focused. I might even add a few drops at night as well to help drift me off to sleep. But they've got this amazing pillow spray that's got some wonderful tranquil aromatherapy scents that do help drift me off most nights. Now for the good bit. So Grass & Co have offered listeners to this podcast an exclusive 25% off their order via their website using the code LAURA25. What a deal. Listen, you just got to go to the website grassandco.com and put in L-A-U-R-A and then the number... 25 to start your own karma journey today. Honestly, I can't wait for you guys to try it. Before we get started, I thought it might be helpful for you guys to see a photograph of Tadlac. So the thumbnail of this episode is actually my shower. I absolutely adore it, as you'll come to find out in this episode. It's an extremely versatile material and it's very visual. So if at any point you're wondering what on earth we are talking about, possibly, take a look at our guest social media pages that are linked in the show notes. Now, you're here for one of two reasons, I'm guessing. Option one is that you've seen this episode in the list and you've thought, what is Tadlac? I want to know more. Or option two is that you're pining after it and you want to know how to implement it into your home. 
Well, sit back and relax because up first we've got Daniel Dixon Spain. Daniel is the creative director of a company called The Plaster Collective that are based in London and they install Tadlac with some of the best interior designers. I'm going to hand over to him to explain what exactly Tadlac is, how it's fitted and why it's such a great addition to our homes. So Dan, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I am what's called a specialist plasterer, which um, involves, well, plasters from around Europe, really. We mix pigments and apply those, and they're the finish. You don't decorate our plaster finishes. Yeah, one of the plasters we use called Tadlat, which I think we'll talk about, is one of my favourites. But we use a number for different different installations. For anybody not familiar with Tadlat, what is it? Uh, Tadlat is a lime plaster, and it's originally from Morocco. Tadlat is a Moroccan word, which means to rub or to caress uh, the surface of the plaster. And that's what they do in Morocco, using a small stone, a river stone originally, to compress and, and, and close in the pores of the plaster. And so it comes from that. That's the, that's the, the meaning of the word. But it's a lime plaster, 90% lime, I think, with different aggregates in. And that creates quite a hard surface once cured. It actually is sort of recreating limestone. That's basically what it is. And then to that lime plaster, you add an olive soak, very natural, produced in Morocco. And when that's applied at the right point, it creates with the calcium of the lime, it creates calcium stearate, I believe it is, which makes a water resistant surface, uh, which has been around for a long time, you know, I think a thousand years or something. So uh, it's a lovely ancient process. And what's the kind of the final look and finish of a Tadillac? It can vary a little bit. I think it can look like um, what's called soapstone. So it's a very smooth surface, but when you get up close, it actually has little ripples and and little uh, marks in, which comes from closing the surface in. You're doing it in very small movements. And it can look a little bit, you can get a sort of marble veining going on. So you've got a little bit of patination between dark and light and the colour that you use. So it can look, yeah, I mean, it can look very polished, but... um, I think it's something that you naturally just want to go and feel because it has so much depth to it. You can't quite work out what the surface is or where the surface is, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and, and does it come in natural colours or are you able to dye it? So originally in Morocco, they'd put in powder pigments. Generally, it'd be a kind of deep red or a blue. Um, and that's what it's famous for. But I find in London or in, in the UK, um, we're asked a lot for just much more calm colours, light whites and off whites. So naturally, it is a it's a sort of warm white colour. Um, but then you can add. We actually use liquid pigments sometimes or powder pigments, and you can create you can create a lot of different colours with it. It's quite a difficult thing to get exact colours. Um, and I've spent many years in a studio doing that for people, but it, it gives you a great range of you know, choices in terms of how you finish your interior. It's, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's the beauty of it. And I studied fine art and I did painting and I'm always interested in colour. So that's really why I came to it because of the colours you can create with it. So where can you put Tadillac in your home? Are there any better places? Well, it's, I mean, you know, it's water resistant. So generally it's asked for instead of tiles, you know, in a shower area or in the bath area. Um, it's quite an expensive material. And especially in the UK, to find the labour, the specialist applicators, you know, you probably end up just using it in small areas like your bathroom. But 
it does look beautiful. And I've done it on a couple of walls in my kitchen to create a bit of atmosphere and, and a bit of movement. And you can do that, but other lime plasters are probably better for that. So I would say the best place is really where there's steam or there's water because um, it naturally, you know, it, it, it repels that. It feels like quite a natural product for somebody that was trying to create a more sustainable home. Is that be right in saying? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, the way it's produced is very, the, the carbon footprint's very low compared with cement products. And when you apply it, it actually uh, absorbs a little bit of the CO2 it gives off while it's curing. So it sucks that back in. You don't use any uh, sort of modern products, any varnishes, anything that's produced with polyurethanes. or You just apply a natural soap and sometimes a natural beeswax as well. So it smells really good. You know, it really is the most natural of products. And as a result of it being natural and made waterproof by the olive soap that you apply to it, you never use modern cleaning products on it. And what is the process of having Tadillac in your house? So say you, you want a Tadillac bathroom, where do you start? Um, I think you start by finding uh, a company that does it for a start and getting advice on what they will need from you and the builder. But um, you really, you, you're looking at replacing, I suppose, tiles. So it would come in the process of doing a build it would come at the same time that you would do the tiling. So you've got all your build done with all the pipes coming out for your radiators and shower heads, which is the first fix. And then you come in and the tadlacs applied over however many days or weeks. And then when it's cured, you then put in your fittings and fixtures. Um, but the process is quite long. You have to put on quite a few layers that dry overnight. Um, and to create a really good look, you kind of have to make sure you get rid of all the construction lines of boards and everything that was put on the wall to, to create the substrate. So it's um, you know it's quite a quite a lengthy process, I guess. It's not quick plastering. I think that's what I feel was the, my biggest learning with creating um, a Tadillac shower was I didn't quite realise it was a finish. You're not part of the the building process, so everything basically has to be done. And then the Tadalak is the finishing touch. And the last finishing touch, which actually, like you say, takes about a week because there's so many layers that need to be applied and they have to be, you know, all the layers have to be dried before the next layer can be that's right. um, on. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you think you're nearly there and then we turn up and we take another week or two. Because obviously if you were doing it in Morocco and I did it in Lisbon, I've done it in France where it was much warmer at the time, the plaster sets much quicker so the process speeds up whereas in november or january in london it can take quite a long time for it to cure so you have to kind of gauge that so sometimes it does take much longer um but it is just the veneer on top of you know the, the builder's work so you have to make sure you've got a good guy on site that's preparing it i think that's possibly one thing you'd ask but it's the preparation before we come which is is key for it lasting and being good for a decade or two, you know. Because, you know, like you're saying, it's um, also kind of water tanking the space underneath where it's going and making sure it's all completely um, watertight. And one thing that I found with doing the shower was that I couldn't have it on the floor. Yeah. I mean, traditionally in Morocco, you will find it over all sorts of uh, fireplaces, tables, seats in the shower floors 
what I find is clients' expectations don't allow us to do that. And I also need to sleep at night. So I worry that the dog or the cleaner or someone will go in there and do something which starts to degrade the surface. And sometimes people look after it really well, but you can't help but scratch it up sometimes. And it's, you know, it's something you can maintain. And I have it in my house, but in the same breath, some people don't want to have that commitment, I guess. So I would suggest tiles or another kind of finish on the floor generally. But if it's no shoes and you're going in there with just bare feet, it's an amazing feeling under your feet. So it is, it's something you can do, but I generally don't offer it because of all the possible problems. Okay, guys, being totally transparent, Tadlac is really bloody expensive. It's not budget-friendly at all, and it certainly was an investment for me, which I had to save up ages for. Now, I really wanted to find out from Daniel what other options there are to get a similar effect if Tadlac is completely out of budget for anyone, which, understandably, it might be. What other options could people look into for the same look and feel as Tadlac, but maybe something that is a bit more cost effective? Yeah, sure. So there's there's a few other products on the market. I mean, I'd say Tadlac has the credentials of the most natural plaster. It's you know it's it's out there as the you know old fashioned lime finish who we described. But there's another product which is micro cement, which unfortunately isn't a natural product but will give you a seamless plaster finish. Um, so instead of having tiles, again, it's more the labour with this, this material than the material itself that costs. It's still fairly specialist to apply, but it's certainly cheaper and you don't have any worry about the maintenance and it's quite hard wearing and you're, you can use products, normal modern products to clean it. So that would be, I use that when I'm looking at places that need to be more hard wearing. So maybe a family bathroom where there's four or five showers a day, or I'll use it for sometimes kitchen counters and for shower floors and bathroom floors. So that would be the alternative. Otherwise, you you use a a tile maybe in the shower area and you can use a a lime plaster or a Tadlac on the walls. For me, the cost is making sure a shower area looks good and it performs. And to get that, that means you are spending a lot of time, sometimes just a couple of hours a day, making sure junctions and seals are perfect and the drying's right. So if you take it out of the shower area, it's easier to to get a better budget. You get more for your money, I suppose I'd say. Um, so yeah, I mean, to have it in a dining area is really lovely. To have it in a kitchen area, um, you don't have to worry about the waterproofing so much. So it's really just for aesthetics. So that's good. But the micro cement is probably the the alternative if you want that that look or that aesthetic. For anybody think that already does have Tadalac, what are your three top maintenance tips? So top maintenance is don't use modern cleaning products anywhere near the, the Tadalac. Get a get a rag, spray your your cleaner that you're using for your metal or sanitary wear, spray it on the cloth and just clean the bits that need cleaning. Don't get it on the Tadalac itself. The second one would be to always have some olive soap, uh, which is what you can maintain the surface with. If you see any areas that maybe when you've had a shower go a little dark, you can let it all dry out and then apply the olive soap quite liberally. You can wash your hair with olive soap, apparently, the Moroccans do. But, you you know, you have the olive soap with you and yours. Just put it on maybe when you're, instead of cleaning. Um, and the third one... <sighs> 
What would I add to that list? Um, don't let the kids get in there with permanent markers and, and nail varnish remover. That's not good for Tadlac either. Keep that out of the bathroom. Uh, they're my tips. Okay, there's a lot to think about there, but now you've got a good grasp of what it actually is, we can start exploring more of the design element with Sarah Dowell. Sarah is the lead architect at Michaela's Boyd, an architect and design practice in London. And I'm really keen to find out why she loves using Tadillac so much and what the more creative options are when we have the choice of putting it in our homes. Sarah, tell us why Tadillac is a material you love working with so much. I think we we love working with it because it's so versatile in using it in so many different applications. So we've kind of been using it in this kind of what could be a traditional setting, you know, such as yourself in the bathrooms and like shower rooms and stuff. But then we've also applied it in sort of hallways, on staircases. Um, we have a project recently that was in a beautiful staircase with roof light, so it really reflects. And we really like the kind of natural nature of the material as well. I mean, you talked about some design options there, but where is it best used in a residential home where can it really add value or add something that's just a little bit different Mm. so I mean we think that kind of bringing it in to some more sort of non-traditional settings as it were away from the bathroom is really exciting as well so we think we can add you know something a bit more finesse to a finish even if you've got a simple wall adding Tadalat with its kind of artisan finish the kind of the application the texture can really make something that's somewhat simple really kind of like sing um with the color options as well it just kind of allows us to kind of bring a little bit of texture to some simple elements we also bring it in custom pieces so furniture um recently did a uh, floating bench so the the base of that was also in the tadalite finish so it kind of really seamlessly came in so we can really be quite playful with how we use the material I had no idea that you could do actual furniture with it. So how, I mean, how does that work then? Do you kind of have a carpenter to build the the piece and then you tadlock plaster around it? Absolutely, yeah. So you would create a carcass out of timber, plywood, and then they would put this of the boarding um, that they need as the base. And then the artisans will come in and apply their plaster, the base plaster first, and then the finished plaster finish over the top. And why is it a finish that you particularly like to use in, in your projects? I think, you know, we work with a, a range of clients and they love kind of high-end look finishes. Um, so we can really utilise that. We love using it because it has a bespoke nature to it. We can discuss with the artisans who apply it, you know, colour choices. We can really sort of run with whatever we like. We love that you can do a light finish, which has got really subtle sheen to it. But then we've also used it where we've gone for some really, you know, powerful, rich, dark colours as well. And the texture of the application of, of the Tadillac really kind of like sings through on those kind of rooms. So we did um, for a, a client recently where we did a really dark green and it worked so well with like some with some really sort of shiny brass finishes as well. So the dark green and gold sounds absolutely beautiful. Um, where was that in, in the house? And how, like, how did you come to decide on such a dark colour? Because I've only really seen Tadillac in the UK in, in lighter colours. Mm, so we use that in, in the living room space, actually. And so it was kind of some way of just adding 
some real texture to the room and it just yeah it allowed us to kind of like pair it with the other accessories within the space as well and we also for another dark space I recently completed a project where we did the powder room or downstairs loo we did that and it was in a dark gray finish so we had like a vintage sink antique bronze sanitary ware and taps and it's great because you don't need to have a tiled splashback so the whole room was just in that and it's just a real it can be a highlight in a home you didn't have to apply it everywhere but it just allows you to play with that kind of space and the rich texture again worked really well with all those other finishes in that in that room too now if you're new to the Tadalak party welcome and you're thinking oh I really wish I'd chosen this for my hallway or I love it but I could do with the time to save up for it it's good news because you can have it in your home at any time not just when you're renovating oh and Sarah has an alternative more cost-effective option that has a similar finish too I'm listening it sounds really complimentary when you're doing a project from scratch, but if you're thinking about introducing Tadalak into your home that's already finished, how can people go about that? I think it's a really good idea to kind of, yeah, have a think about the other materials that you've got within the space. It can work as well in, you know, a contemporary home or if you're working in an existing home that has, you know, detailed cornicing or skirting boards in your home. You can work with the teams to apply the base that they need on the wall finishes and then they can apply the tadlat over that. So it means that you can enhance what you've already got there and maybe do it in certain small areas. So, for example, the powder room we mentioned previously, you don't have to do it in the whole space. Team it also with other finishes. We love doing it so that you've got um, not just the tadlat finish, you can have it alongside some tiles or if you really want to splash out on some marble as well I mean we have to be super honest and say it's a relatively expensive material so if you like that finish of Tadlac what could you use instead that was a little bit more cost effective sure I think one of the ones if we were stepping down sort of the price brackets you can use other versions of polished plaster that that's available as well but then if you really want that texture we really like using lime paints so various um, brands uh, do lime wash paints and it's something that kind of gives you the texture of the polished plasters and the tadalacs but doesn't have the price point attached to it is there a place that you um, haven't yet used it in a home but are itching to um, as someone in interior and design oh that's a good question um i think there's a few more places in terms of pushing the boundaries with bespoke furniture. There's something we've seen recently also with recessed handrails um, where you can, if you've got a, a full wall of, of Tadalat, where you can cut a recess and have a curved handrail in it. So really keen to kind of get that integrated into our projects more so that you've got this real seamless, as I say, architecture and interior details where you can apply those together. Um, but I mean, it really is quite endless in terms of where you can use it. I think traditionally in more practical settings with its waterproof qualities. But I mean, I haven't seen it done in bedrooms. So I think in a contemporary setting that could work really well with this sort of the sheen to it with really minimal interiors. That would be a place where we can kind of team it up with, you know, softer interior um, furniture and, and drapery and so on to play those textures together. Right, I just thought if you had it in a bedroom and you recessed like the bedside table mm. in the wall with a with a tadlock. 
Exactly. And then any light fittings around there would really kind of, yeah, enhance those, yeah, the textures. We just really like the way you kind of, yeah, see that. I'm sure you felt that in your bathroom. It's just very subtle with the light tones, but it's such a tactile texture with it. So many new ideas for Tadlock. I think I might need to take out another loan. I love the idea of home as a canvas for collecting treasures and have always been obsessed with finding objects for my home that feel unique, functional and beautiful. After years and years of internet searching, hunting high and low for the best homeware artisans and makers, I really struggled to find somewhere where all of these things were curated in one place. This was where the idea for Glassette began, who also happened to be another sponsor of this podcast. Last year, along with Dan, my brother-in-law, I launched Glassette, the new destination to shop all things home. Glassette is a treasure trove full of beautiful homeware from the UK's best and most creative independent brands that will not blow your budget. From artful prints for your gallery wall to intricately hand-blown glassware for dinner parties, we've considered every moment of a life well-lived at home. My favourite thing about Glassette is that you can make a wish list for practically anything, whether it's a mood board for a room in your house, a wedding registry, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd much rather a checkerboard rug than a microwave, or a shopping list for your next dinner party, and then you can share it with your friends and family wherever they are for them to shop from it too. Gift giving and receiving just got way more exciting. Head to glassette.com and follow us at Glassette on Instagram for inspiration, weekly new arrivals and interior design tips and tricks from the most stylish homemakers I know. You might have got the memo by now, but I'm a bit of an interiors obsessive and our sponsor Archive has always provided me with plenty of inspiration. I've always dreamt of owning a house and used to fantasise about the interiors that it would have. After years of saving, we finally went searching for our dream home. We walked into the most perfect house, which had this Sanderson Country Trail wallpaper from 1979 in the living room. I instantly fell in love. Although this wallpaper is over 30 years old, there's something so now about the print. I've absolutely loved designing this room with my furniture against the vintage print. There is something so romantic about the history that the walls have. To my delight, I've recently discovered that the Sanderson Design Group have created a new brand called Archive that really breaks the barriers between heritage and modern. They've cherry-picked designs from their archive and reimagined them in riotous colour combinations for the ultimate maximalist look. You can find some serious interior inspiration on their Instagram at archive underscore SDG. And you can shop their reimagined designs for curtains, cushions, wallpaper, lighting. I mean, literally, that's my dream shopping list. And for a limited time, if you use the code LAURA10, that's L-A-U-R-A and the number 10, you will get a 10% discount. Great, right? You are just going to love everything. Let me know what you get. Right, I'll stop dreaming for a second because I need to introduce you to another Sarah. It's time for Sarah Louise Marks. She is the owner of Number 17 House Instagram page, and I'll let her detail all of the places that she has applied Tadlock in her house. But I think it's really important to take into consideration the homeowner's point of view on the prep, the application process, the upkeep, and all of the decisions that you need to make. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself and your home. 
So my name is Sarah Louise and I run a couple of Instagram accounts. So The Adventures of Us and Number 17 House, which is kind of our interiors account. Um, and subsequently have just launched an interior store online as well, which is um, really exciting. So that's kind of a little bit about me. Hands in lots of different pots. Well, your house account, as you mentioned, number 17, has definitely caught the attention of lots of uh, aspiring renovators or home-loving people. And for me, I absolutely love what you've done. And I oh, love your Tadalac. Oh, thank um, you. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to put Tadalac into your home and, and where it is for everybody that, that hasn't yet seen it. Yeah, of course. So we, we did go a little bit Tadalac mad, not going to lie. We initially were like, we're going to use it in the bathrooms, the kind of main reason was because we wanted to add like some texture to the walls, um, almost create like a stony effect. So, you know, there was movement and just to, to make the rooms a little bit more interesting. But we have actually ended up using Tadalac on the walls in the bathroom, the family bathroom. We've got the loft floor, bedroom and ceilings. We've done it in our walk-in wardrobe across all of the doors as well in the cupboards. Um, and then also downstairs in the kind of downstairs toilet. So went a bit mad, but it, <sighs> it sounds like it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. We've gone tad like mad, but it's, it, and it's insane. Like, honestly, it's so beautiful. So definitely happy that we did that. What is it about Tadalac that you love so much and how did you even hear about it? Um, I think, well, initially, I think we found it on Instagram, you know, just like following really amazing design accounts, architects. And I kind of was like, what is this finish that people are doing that, makes the walls not look flat like they just they were catching the light in such a beautiful way um there was just this amazing movement and I think that for us was you know paint is so beautiful and you can find amazing colors but sometimes it can just look a bit flat and we really you know because we're photographers as well we wanted something that we could shoot that would capture the light in an amazing way um and I think with Tadlac you you do get that obviously you can you can have it as matte or as shiny as you want but I think for us it was just kind of adding that texture mm. What was the process like for you guys, um, you know, being a homeowner wanting to put this finish in your house? Messy, <laughs> really messy. No, do you know what? It's it's a long process. I actually went into this thinking they were going to come around, wax some stuff on the walls, and then it was just going to look amazing. And then a week later, they're kind of still <laughs> waxing away. Um, but no, the guys who we used, we used two companies. We used a, um, a guy called Carl who runs Ferrodex, who's amazing. And we also used Dan from Profile Plastering. And they were both incredible. They prepped the spaces really well. It's definitely a messy job. You know, it drops all over the place. So you kind of have to make sure prep is key. But, you know, it's worth it. And actually working with two different guys, it was really interesting to see that they, they have different techniques and you actually get a different finish with each different applicator, which is amazing. So did you reach out to these companies and say, hey, look, I, I want to have like this space, this space, and, and then what happens? Yeah, so we reached out to them. Um, actually, to be honest, I put together mood boards of kind of our inspiration for the colours. Colours with Tadalac is quite hard um, because obviously it's not like you're going into a shop and you have all these amazing paint samples. So you're kind of a bit like, how am I going to find the right colour? We found a company called Whitson's. So basically, Kate at Whitson's colour matches Tadalac to any single paint colour in the world. Wow. Yeah, which is like unbelievable. And most people don't realise you can do this. So we actually colour matched a lot of our walls to Bauwerk stone. Um, I sent her off the sample. She, she kind of, because I was just like that, it's like the perfect, it's not too yellow, it's not too grey, it's like this amazing stony white. Um, and then also our downstairs toilet, she colour matched to Farrow and Ball railings. So it's, it basically means you can take the colour that you want for the room and then just add this incredible texture. 
I had absolutely no idea that you could color match. I only thought that you could go with the colors that they yeah. have. I mean, it's, it's insane. I don't know how they do it. I mean, it's such a kind of detailed thing. And yeah, that's the first thing, actually. When we first looked into it, I was like, mm, I love it. But like, how are people getting these amazing tones and things? Because you're quite restricted with the, you know, the official Tadillac colors. Um, so yeah, so that's, so that's what we did. She, she kind of color matched it and the result was incredible. I mean, you do have to remember that Tadalak is a finish and they don't come in and prep the walls and prep the space. So what did you have to do to get to the finished room before that they could come in Tadalak it? Yeah, of course. I mean, that again is a process. You need the walls to be skimmed really perfectly flat. Our builders have honestly been amazing. I know loads of people, it's quite rare that people say I'll recommend our builders, but our builders have been unbelievable um, and also quite patient with us because you know, they, they were kind of quite traditional building firm, you know, they're old school, they've been going for years. Um, and for them, this is a new technique. So they were, you know, I was like, I need the floor raised to this level so that we're going to get the perfect threshold and all this. And they're like, what is this product? Like, I don't understand it. Like, why? Why does it matter if there's a slight bump in that wall? And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> the, the kind of applicators are going to wring my neck if I don't get this right. So you, you know, and they actually say to me, we turned up on so many jobs where it just wasn't ready. Wow, so much Tadillac. I mean, what a dream. But interestingly, Sarah Louise also has micro cement. Now, this is a real bonus for this episode. I didn't know that she was going to throw this in there, but I'm quite interested to find out why and where she's gone with micro cement over Tadillac in the house. Because there's obviously the process of putting Tadillac within a dry room, like you're saying, um, maybe your dressing room versus putting it in a wet room like a bathroom because you actually have to, you know, waterproof the space that you're doing it. So did you have a completely different um, process and timeline for each of those spaces? Yeah, we did. Actually, question for you (laughs) while I'm at it. I know we're probably, you know, I don't know whether I'm meant to ask you questions, but how are you finding it in your shower? In terms of how it's lasting? It's not lasting great in my shower. Yeah, interesting, because they all said to me, don't put it in a shower or a wet area. So we, because initially I was like, I want it, you know, on all the walls. And they were going to me like, honestly, trust me, don't do this because there is a lot of maintenance. You need to wax it. You know, sometimes it can, apparently the Tadillac they use in the UK and the US is also not as thick as the Tadillac they use in Morocco. So um, it kind of, you know, it's a bit trickier in wet areas. So in our wet shower, we actually did micro cement instead interesting yeah whole nother ball game that is like double the mess and also double the time it takes like two weeks they have to mesh the whole you know every single wall has to be meshed it's like a massive process but I think that for us you know I was just like I'm gonna be crap at maintenance yeah I think that's for people listening something to consider the maintenance is is a lot um and we have got a stone shower uh, tray and then the tadlack around but for me it was kind of creating those curves and that feel that the tadlack does and yep. it's not it's you know we've had it for 5 years now and it looks a bit lived in but also you know as it should do it's a hard working yeah of course and it's a home yeah it's exactly and we get in the shower every day and there's five of us in the house so you know (laughs) it it is it is busy but I think maybe looking back I would have liked to have considered or at least researched um micro cement just to to kind of like yeah the differences um what other logistical things do you think that people should consider when having Tadlac done in their home I think just, you know, I think one of the things they warn you is it can crack. So, you know, if you've got an area of, you know, movement, be careful if you're putting it there. 
just making sure every honestly like Carl kind of went round out because we did our whole actually oh my god I've just lied so we have another plaster as well which I haven't mentioned to you guys which is slightly different because I know we're talking about Tallah <laughs> basically we've um we've panelled the bottom half of our hallways and then the top half is marmorino plaster which what is, is that I know so this is a whole nother this is another ball game so marmorino is basically crushed marble like actual crushed marble into a powder and it's applied like a plaster and it kind of has a different look to Tadlac, so it's a little bit more sheeny. I mean, how have you even heard about this plaster? Your research <laughs> is just phenomenal. It's next level. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I mean, so I guess what what surface do you prefer then between all of those plaster finishes? I think, do you know what? It's definitely a tie between, I mean, I love them all. Honestly, I love them all. Um, I think that the Tadlac is probably my favourite because... I think with the Marmorino, it's a little bit more sheeny. It's it's absolutely stunning. It's really beautiful. It's kind of more of a t- traditional plaster. But I think with the Tadillac, it just has the exact look that I was hoping for. You know, it's got that exact balance of the movement. It's kind of got a little bit of pitting. So you get that stone effect, but then it also has really smooth areas. So definitely, I think that's one of my favorites. We have to talk about affordability because... Yeah we have to it's expensive what was kind of the price difference between all of those plaster finishes so I think with the I mean the micro cement is ex- is really expensive because it's well we use a company called Forcrete. um so it's kind of a new product on the market now and basically it's so hard wearing super super waterproof but to the point that if you kind of put it on something and then bent it it wouldn't crack it it's like a little bit flexible which is amazing so so you know for like a top floor loft room it's better. We wanted to do it on the floor. And I think that for up there, you know, our builders were a bit like, you're putting this onto timber, like it's going to move. You're in a Victorian house. So that's definitely hard wearing. So that's a little, it's more expensive. The product is expensive. Um, with the others, you're kind of looking at about £75 per meter, I think is kind of how they measure it out. Um, so it really depends on the space that you're doing. I mean, it's not cheap, you know, it would be way cheaper to decorate the room and be done with it. But for us, I think that you know, I don't regret it at all. And, you know, again, as photographers, we just, we wanted something that would work with the light and, and also just to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Is there anything that you wish that you'd done differently or any big learnings that you could kind of give anybody listening if they're thinking about having any Tadlac? Probably maybe done more. (laughs) Um, Oh God, that's a really tough one. Honestly, like probably not. I think, I think we, you know, I I think one thing I would say is that I think with the applicators, they get, they get really booked up. So I think planning is key. I think that's what I would have done differently. I think, you know, it obviously dragged out our build for another few months because you can't do second fixed plumbing until the the plaster's on the walls. Um, You know, the Marmorino had to go on last in the hallways because we had people bringing like baths up and showers and things. If anyone knocks it, I think you can touch it up, but obviously it's not the same as the kind of first application. So I think for us, I would definitely have planned it in advance. Um, What what would you say is the price difference between the micro cement and the Tadalak if people were umming and ahhing about about what finish to use? I think you're probably looking at about maybe a thousand pounds extra for a room or something or maybe maybe just under so it's it's you know it's it's quite a lot more but again it's just it's just such a different product and you know if you're looking at it from a kind of application perspective it will take the guys double the time 
Do you think all the investment was definitely worth it or not? Yes, 100%. <laughs> I mean, we've just had it, so I don't know whether it's going to last, you know, at the moment. That's that's kind of advice I can't give. Um, but for now, I absolutely love it. I mean, it's, you know, it's really super elegant. It elevates the space. It adds interest to rooms. And also, it's really cozy. I find it quite cozy the way it kind of envelopes the room. We've got it on the ceilings. Um, and it's super clean as well. So you kind of walk in and you're just like you know it's it's flat and smooth you don't get like kind of little bumps like you do sometimes with paint so definitely yeah I actually had no idea that you could tad like the ceilings too I can only imagine how long that actually took somebody to do if you know me you know my life is a little bit hectic at home I've got John two very small people and a dog and they are not good for keeping things clean, especially the rugs. So let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Ruggable. The rugs in my house get an absolute battering from mucky paws, the kids dropping all kinds of everything everywhere, and just general wear and tear of everyday life. Let's face it, you don't get someone in to clean your rugs every other month, and they don't fit in the washing machine. But then I was introduced to Ruggable. I put a Ruggable Jonathan Adler number in the kids' room and I haven't looked back. It easily pops in the washing machine and comes out brand new. The Sudafed stain, gone. The Calpol half spilled everywhere, no problem. Having a rug that I can clean myself, dry and put back in the kids' room with minimal effort is my kind of cleaning. Now, if only I could put the kids and the husband in there as well. If you're a busy bee like me and you're looking for minimal effort but with maximum style, then head over to ruggable.co.uk to check out their gorgeous selection of rugs. And Ruggable, no, I love a bargain. Yes, I do. So they have kindly offered a 10% discount to you guys if you use the code LAURA10. That's L-A-U-R-A and the number 10 on their website to get your own washable rug. Let me know how you get on. Okay, now that is a wrap on Tadillac. And even though I've got a Tadillac shower myself, I have learned so much in this episode and I hope you have too. So perhaps if Tadillac has been something that you've been lusting after for a while or it's a totally new area of interiors for you, hopefully you've got plenty of inspiration for colours and placement as well as alternatives like micro cement, marmarino and lime wash. A huge thank you to Daniel, Sarah and Sarah Louise for sharing their tips and tricks with us today. You can find their links to their socials in the show notes, along with a link to our page for the podcast, which is at So How Do You Podcast. Remember to check out all of our other episodes if you're looking for help in communicating with your builders or even if you're on the hunt for some beautiful artwork and framing. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Laura Jackson and that's how you use Tadlock. See you next time. <laughs>